What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 105 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. I'm your host, Rob. I'm being joined by my favorite co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Not much. I just realized I really need to stop asking you questions, like very <laughs> like, thought-out questions, like 30 seconds before we go live. Because <laughs> then I'm like, I'm like, you got to wrap it up. We, I got to mute the mic. I got to hit record. <laughs> No, it's great because yeah. I feel like it, maybe not every time, but there's a lot of times where we'll end the pre-show and then we have that minute, two minutes, whatever it is in between. Yeah. And yeah, something will come up and then I will start going in depth on it just to realize like, oh, we're going in one. Today was what, two seconds? And yeah. so. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean attorneys don't have to go to jury duty? And yeah, then, and, then, and then you explained it to me, and then mm. he kept on going, and I was like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." Yeah, I mean, the dirty secret is that you know prosecutors and criminal defense attorneys alike probably don't want anything with a vast knowledge of the law in the court because they can then sway the rest of the jury, and so that's part of the reason why. Um, the other reason is depending on what kind of law you are, what kind of lawyer you are, you have inherent biases. Well, most do at least. And so, for example, criminal defense, which is, you know, I do low-level criminal defense, and the prosecutor would assume that I would favor and lean more towards be more receptive of the criminal defense attorney's argument. And so that's that's part of the reason. <laughs> that's my uh, favorite Twitch comment of, of the year. Better call Rob. Yeah. You get six seasons and a spinoff. Uh, AMC Plus subscription is required. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, my, my series would be so boring. The, the stuff I do now is, is great, and I help a ton of kids, but it's very much just, it's, it's, not, it's not very exciting. So, so like, you said low-level crime, and I know we're completely on a spiral at this point. But yeah, like, sure. How do you know, like, what, what's the edge of low-level? Like, I, I, I know uh, there's, like, different... Uh, uh, things you could be charged so, with, but like, yes. if you ever like get something, and you're like, well, maybe this is more medium, but I can help you out on this. Yeah, no, no, no. There are some borderline cases that, that I will take. It's not so. I do low level criminal misdemeanor stuff because it's what I have a stomach for. I mm -hmm. just don't have a stomach for higher level stuff. I believe everybody deserves representation. I just don't believe everybody deserves representation from me, and. There are certain crimes that I just won't touch at all. Uh, I, this is kind of serious for like yeah. a video game podcast, but I, I won't do crimes against children. Uh, I won't do sexual assaults. I won't do um, violent domestic abuse. Um, I, I would say that the, the farthest I will go or, or, and you know, the roughest I will go, I'll say is like probably simple domestic violence if it's like pushing you know and it's only in very certain circumstances um like hypothetically speaking i had i may have had a case recently where somebody was upset with their ex-boyfriend who they had just broken up after being together for like nine years Turns out that uh, he was on a lot of the accounts together with her and she was trying to get those resolved and get him off. And when they're supposed to do it, she calls him up and he's like, nah, I don't feel like doing it today. Ooh. And yeah. And then later that night, she had a couple of drinks. She goes over there. 
And she goes over to what is his now new girlfriend's house and uh, gets into an argument with him and then at one point pushes him and then the new girlfriend calls the cops. And so that's kind of like what I'll handle. Like I'll defend her. Yeah. Um, and then actually the, the funny thing is nine, it turns out- Nine years? Ugh. Yeah, well, it turns out also that technically they got married a year ago and didn't tell anybody. That's why it was charged as domestic violence. Um, and so, wow. yeah. So that's like that. So that's just a little bit more interesting. Uh, but that's like the level that I'll, I'll handle just because I used to do higher, like the biggest case I ever worked on was basically like a drug cartel boss, actually. Um, oh, wait, wait, guys, guys, we're just going to not talk video games <laughs> and we're just going to. I'm gonna call my wife, and she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna call all her friends. We're just gonna listen to Rob no, talk no, about no. crime. I so I, I I worked on this I worked on this case, and I you know no names or, or and no like details really, um, and you know they were charged with basically selling to an undercover and moving a ton of, um, I think they were like methamphetamines, right? Okay. And so, like, I, I worked for a firm and I did that kind of stuff. And then they started specializing in, in doing a lot of actual, like, sexual assault cases. It started with this one, like, really weird public m masturbation case. Um, and then kind of got into more. And I started, like, reading through this stuff, working on briefs, looking up case law. And then coming home and looking at my wife and young kids and just not feeling great. And so I actually left that job and then I stopped handling those types of cases. Uh, funny thing, that one case I, I, I worked on, that person hypothetically got off because the Fed Phrasing. who was the Fed who oh, the Fed who was leading that case uh, messed up and didn't have the proper warrants and stuff like that to do um and actually credentials like it's a credential that expired and so the guy got off on a technicality um but that was after i had left the firm so i had nothing to do with that man anyway video games yes <laughs> <laughs> um, now that we talked about phoenix right real life edition <laughs> yeah 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 let's uh let's get into what we've been playing so again it's been kind of a it's been a, a light summer in video games in general, I feel like there hasn't been any major. What's like the biggest game that came out this summer? Call of the Lamb has been a big one recently. I know oh, Simon Call of the Lamb, right? I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying so. I should I should yeah. go back a little. I'm not saying there haven't been good games. Yes, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that there hasn't saying that there hasn't been like major loud. There haven't been loud games. Okay. Uh, Blade you're, Chronicles you're, you're Three. Come, come yeah. on. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, come on <laughs> and so yeah but even the quarry was a month ago yeah. two months ago right was it really um yeah no, I, I get what you mean there hasn't been a god of war ragnarok level <laughs> right uh, game in, in quite some time yeah you and, know, it, it's been oddly quiet and so i've just been playing the stuff i've normally been playing uh your apexes your your smites um the one thing I did check out though is I finally signed back into the Xbox preview program and enlisted back in. When I got the Series X, 
I decided I wasn't going to do it because even though I never had any issues with, with that stuff being buggy, I just didn't want to risk it. Um, I shouldn't say I never had issues. There was occasionally where I would have issues with party chat for whatever mm -hmm. reason, uh, compatibility between whatever I was running, whatever my friends were running, it would kind of mess it up sometimes. But I decided to do it because one, I would like to get access to that family plan as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, I know it's not live in you know, NA yet, but at some point it will. And then I wanted to try out Discord on Xbox and you actually gave me the perfect opportunity to try that out when you invited me into a Discord party while you guys were playing Gloomhaven last, not this past Tuesday, but last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, yeah. And uh, just a quick update on that. Uh, Ergen is on vacation for two weeks, so we'll be back September 6th uh, with our next stream. Okay. Um, it's funny. I, I really do like watching you guys play because it makes me feel better about my PlayStations because uh, it turns out everybody fails in this game. <laughs> it, it's very hard. Yeah. And so I got to it try worked, it out. Yeah, it worked very well. I mean, it. so it's it's funny. There is the hurdle of like basically having to kick it over from your phone to the Xbox, right? Mm -hmm. But then once you do that, it's just, it treats it like it's a party, you know? It has a, a, a its own like tab or whatever, but it functions the same way as a party. I mean, you guys came in super clear. Uh, I... I don't know on your end how I came in. Uh, your mic, I, I'm not sure what mic you were using. It was it was decent. Like we heard you just fine. Yeah. Uh, so I should have tested it with the other mic. So I was using my Bang and Olufsen Bayo plays, and that's the one complaint I've had about them in the past is that they sound fantastic, super comfortable. But the fact that it uses a virtual mic instead of an actual physical like yeah. arm mic uh, is its one downside. It's so weird because sometimes it comes in really clear, and sometimes it's not not the best. Um, so, so what's the actual process like? So you're uh, on Discord on your phone. You jo yes. join into so, that. Yes. So basically you opt in. Then it gives you a QR code on your TV. You scan it. It opens up Discord, which then asks for permission through the Xbox app and links that stuff up. And they shake hands. They become friends. And then it gives you the option when you're on your phone to throw it to the console. It's just like a button that's there. So you do that handshake setup stuff once, and then from that point on, you yes. just feel like just yes. send it to Xbox. Yep. And that's so pretty, that's pretty sweet. No, it definitely. I mean, it 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 worked pretty flawlessly. Uh, now again, I'm always going to have to start it in my maybe not always. We'll see. You know, obviously yeah. they're still working the stuff out, but right now you have to start on your phone and kick it over. But that's still more convenient than like <laughs> having to have your phone and earbuds in with the headset yeah. over it so that you could have that chat going on. Uh, no, it, it worked great. Every Here's the thing. The bottom line is every console needs to do this. All right. Sony needs to do it. Nintendo absolutely needs to do it. Uh, and it, it, I, I'm very, very impressed with it so far. Is it perfect? No. Is it a very, very good solution? Yes, absolutely. Um, the other thing I've been playing is I've played a little bit of Midnight Fight Express. So it looks like this game... Well, first, let me back up. So for those who don't know, Midnight Fight Express is a top-down isometric brawler. Uh, except it's it's not a brawler in the sense of like Streets of Rage or that recent Teenage Mutant Materials. It's closer to if those games were mixed with something like Sifu and Hotline Miami. Um, whereas 
the difference between something like this and Sifu, besides the perspective, is this is way more of a power fantasy right from the start. I think part of the reason that Sifu hasn't quite clicked with me is that I only rarely do I enjoy games with roguelike elements. Um, and so I really enjoyed Returnal, but I think I enjoyed the shmup factor more than the roguelike elements. And they also, the roguelike elements weren't that punishing. I, and also it was uh, procedurally generated, right? The levels. And so I wasn't playing the same thing over and over again. Whereas Sifu, the idea of having to play these same levels over and over again and just like learning the proper path and the proper way to do it kind of turns me off to it. That's why I haven't quite gone back to it yet. Um, but this is like, imagine isometric John Wick is what it feels like. Uh, except with less guns, although there are guns in this as well, and more just like hand-to-hand -hand melee and picking up weapons and using environmental um, objects. It is on Xbox Game Pass. I think it launched into Xbox on Game Pass. And I, I played a little bit of it first over cloud on my phone. And while it wasn't perfect, it was still very good and good enough to the point where I was like, oh, you know what? I want to actually try this on console and try this or try this on PC. And so I, I booted it up on my PC today. I played through three or four more levels. I think there's like four, it looks like there's 40 levels in total, unless there are some unlockable levels, but it looks like there's 40 levels in total. Each level so far has taken like less than 10 minutes. So it is very much, you can sit down and play it in bite-sized chunks. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. I, I should say, I also love games like Hotline Miami. Uh, the difference in Hotline Miami and this one is Hotline Miami is very unforgiving in the fact that like you can get hit, hit. and die yeah. one hit. Yeah. Whereas this, you can you can take a little bit of punishment. Uh, obviously, there are different difficulty levels. I'm playing on normal, uh, but you can you know go up and make it make it harder if you want. If you do want that, like okay, I need to perfect this and do this perfectly. Um, I'm so far I'm enjoying it a lot. And it's the first game in a while that I've sat down and played. And I'm like, uh, I think this is what I'm going to focus on for the foreseeable future until I beat it. Um, now, that's all I've been playing. But worth mentioning is for a couple weeks now, a couple of my friends have been recommending I go and watch Players. Which, for those who don't know, is a mockumentary it's a but it's most mockumentaries are treated as like your satire and as straight up comedies and this is very much a dramedy and it follows it's made by the same people who created american vandal and so imagine that documentary style but this follows a fictional pro league of legends uh team and so my friends have been telling me for a couple of weeks now that I need to watch this. And I, I've wanted to watch it since it was announced. I finally sat down and I, I binged all of it in one day. Like that's how into it I was and how much I enjoyed it. And the terminology and stuff is they use it correctly too. Oh, oh my God. It yeah. is the, it is like, it's also obviously it's a comedy, right? Yeah. And they're exaggerating on some stuff. But these guys, it's clear that these guys understand the scene. 
they talk the way some of these esports players talk and uh <laughs> it's they also have the same like some of the characters have the same delusion about what they do that you see some of these like streamers and esports players do have you're bigger right? than you actually are yes exactly and uh but then there's also something about it that they do a wonderful job of like imbuing real emotion and, and they make you care about these characters and they make you relate to them like the one of the characters in the show is considered like a prodigy right he's 17 years old he's like this new hot up-and-coming adc he gets the premises you know he ends up getting paired with this veteran support who is known to be a choke artist right and uh i you know i don't want to spoil anything but i found myself like really relating to this <laughs> to this young kid and his like competitive drive and how he views this game that he's playing uh and his want to be the best and so tell us I how mean, you really feel about playing with your friends rob <laughs> i mean there's there, yeah i don't want to spoil anything but there are yeah. some scenes where i'm like maybe i need to be nicer to my friends as well right because <laughs> this is definitely some stuff i would say and do um but no, it, uh, I mean, I, I can't, if you're at all interested in video games, if you're at all interested in League of Legends, like this feels like a must watch for me. It is, it is so much better than it has any right to be like so much better. And the um, entire first season's out on Paramount Plus, right? Yes, correct. The entire first season is out. Um, so Angie, if you're in the chat, yeah, you can use my account. <laughs> Oh, it's I, mean, I well, and then you man. used my account too. So. I did use your account. Yeah. That is correct. So uh, if anyone in chat needs my account, just holler. At me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that that's it. I, I I mean I highly recommend Midnight Fight Express for people to try out, especially since it's on Game Pass. And uh, I I cannot recommend players enough if you're interested at all in MOBAs, uh, esports, video games in general. Or just like the, if you like American Vandal, right? If you like that style of show, then absolutely give this uh, a watch. But what about you, Bilal? What have you been playing? What hot new title have you been engaging with? Uh, so, uh, you know, that Saints Row discourse dropped and I, uh, you know, I got it regardless of what everyone was uh, saying about it. And okay. So, you know, you, so obviously, so, you you played a, a ton of that. That's all you played. So how was it? So I got to the character creator, okay. uh, and then it softlocked. And then I was like, okay. okay, whatever. And then I was like, you know what? I should stream this. And so I, while while I was uh, had some downtime throughout the day, I had it on in the background, and I had a picture up of who, what I wanted to create. And mm -hmm. it was you, Rob. I wanted to play Saints Row as you. Um just so I could do really silly stuff and just have you tune in and be like, what is going on? Uh, you, you want to make a digital voodoo doll of me, basically. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I get two hours into this and a soft locks on me again and I turn it off. And I was like, you know what? I'll do this another day. Uh, I don't want to sit here and do this again because like, it's a very, very detailed content creator and you can really do some really cool stuff with it. But I didn't have the patience anymore and I just want to have fun because I have not had an opportunity to sit down in game properly 
in yeah. uh, quite some time. Uh, it, it's just been nonstop busy with my son. And mm-hmm. like me and my wife had to watch him the last couple of days by herself with no child care. So uh, that did not make it easy. But Bungie had their Destiny 2, like, what's next stream, which, you know, they, and we'll talk about more of that in the news. Uh, but every year we get to this, we get to this, uh, you know, uh, stream they do, and I'm back in. They get me. They get me every single time. And I was like, you know what? I never went back and finished The Witch Queen. Uh, you know, my son was born, and, mm-hmm. you know, sleep regression happened. So I went back. They, uh, they're giving everyone, uh, armor upgrades to like 1540, which is like the soft cap. Uh, so you just need powerful gear and stuff to level up to 1570. So like, you're right there. Like you could just jump in now and do whatever content. So I was like, great, I'll take this gear. I'll go into legendary campaign and finish it. I jump into legendary campaign. I'm, but they, they drop your power level down. I was getting my ass kicked. So I was like, what am I trying to prove to myself? Let me just play this on normal, put it on normal. Finished it um, the next day. I probably had like six hours of uh, content left. I Destiny 2 is still one of the best shooters out there. I don't think anything comes close into how good it feels, how good the abilities are. And the story of Witch Queen mm-hmm. is so good. It is so good. Like uh, uh, For the middle part there, I was like, ah, I don't feel like they're really doing much here. Like This kind of feels like Beyond Light where I didn't feel like the story progressed uh much for an expansion like this but by the end of witch queen i was like sold i'm fully in this is great um great plot twists uh great setup for the end that and so uh, i'm in and like along with that announcement was a new season season of the plunder which kind of makes you get your own catch which is like an airship and you're playing like pirates (laughs) you're chasing down like these uh just fallen crew uh, with your in your pirate ship, you can get uh, your own like crew together mm-hmm. and invade these like expeditions. As they have two new modes, and they're called uh, Catch Crash and Crash, which is like a six-player mode, and then expeditions to get like treasure and loot. So it's been it's been a really really good time, and I think I'm like really back in to Destiny. I think with I'm my gonna... limited time, mm-hmm. it is. Is something I can just jump in and just do it, and like I want people to play with. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna t- I'll make you promise right here. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna install it yeah. tonight, and I'm I'm gonna play with you. And if I need to get the old content, I'll get the old content. We're we're going to play this. And here's what's really selling me on this is that I don't do we have it? We don't have it. Oh, uh, I guess we kind of have it in the news. Let me see. Is it in this article talking about? Uh, I saw that, oh, it's not in here. All right, good. I saw that Fortnite Destiny crossover and those Fortnite skins are actually in Destiny are actually fire. They are, um, I, I, and I, so, bought, I, bought, I bought the Titan one, and I actually want to go back and get the, I don't play Warlock, but I want the Warlock one well, just so, to have it. So I play yeah. Warlock, and I know the fact that Warlock. it's like, yeah, <laughs> and the fact that it's that skin which I also have in Fortnite is like yes. I'm 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 in I'm I'm down let's do it they they are they're great skins um I have been redeeming all the stuff from Prime as well so a bunch of exotics yeah. it, it might I think they've they've tuned it a bit better of getting back into it and just like like everything has Listen, an icon between I already, seasons I already said I'm in don't you don't have yeah. to lie to me you don't okay. have to lie to me right now 
about All them right. like making the onboarding. I know they have it. Let's we're not gonna play that game. You are just gonna have to sit with me and walk me and just tell me where yes. to go and what to do. Okay, uh, that, that's question. the way this is gonna work. Yeah. Question: Are you gonna be playing off Xbox or PC? I am going to be playing off of Xbox, so we can okay. uh, figure out that whole uh, yeah. crossplay if you want to. Yeah. And hey, the good thing yeah. is, I have uh, Discord. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my on, Xbox is right there. On, so on my Xbox, yeah. So. Yeah, but like, no, I've been playing on PC widescreen. Ah, oh, it's so good. Uh, sometimes there's benefits for PC uh, right. on here. Uh, and like the other thing that has also gotten me pumped of being back in Destiny is like, I don't know, if, I didn't put it in the news, but like. Valve has like doubled the production of the Steam decks. So what I was waiting for in Q4, uh, now my Steam deck is like gonna arrive in September, which is kind of insane because I only pre-ordered it at the beginning of July. Oh yeah, so, we're just talking about potentially if you wanted to cancel it, having that time to think it over and- I, they, they forced my hand and uh, now <laughs> I want it. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, I called it. I told you there was no canceling happening there. Listen, um, listen, we need to lie to ourselves a little bit. We oh, knew, yeah, I do. Knew, listen. We knew I was going to buy this regardless. There was no I, doubt in my mind. I do it on the regular. I lie to myself constantly. I have been placed on a uh, spending freeze when it comes to board games. <laughs> I don't know if I talked about this before. but I think I, you talked about the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the good news is, is that thanks to Kickstarter, uh, stuff is still showing up. That's a past me. That's a past me problem that I if that present me can't be punished for. And so uh, I had a, a game show up the other day that I'm, I'm excited about. Can, can we quickly, uh, the Kickstarter note, there, that Kickstarter for uh, Cloud Puncher Project Ironside, which is like those cheap tables, has come up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and for $400, like it yeah. starts with the minimum. Yeah. I've been eyeing this. I'm trying to figure out if I got the room for this or not. But I so, want it. Like I, so, is this the one that? I think this is the one that is. Uh, yeah, it's it's sendable. So it, it's the base one that you would get, is not that big. Okay. Uh, it's four. It, they say four people. Yeah, it seats four yeah. people. Like my table yeah. downstairs seats. Um, my table downstairs could seat eight people. Uh, the one I built. Yeah, and so. Like that, mine is considerably larger than this one. But no, this thing, this thing is cool. I mean, I would definitely yeah. like. Here's the reality. The reality is, is that the table I built cost about this much, yeah. right? And the table I built is much bigger and it's probably much sturdier. But for the same cost, you can get this like very functional, fairly no frills table, and then they give you the option of like getting. Uh upgrade accessories yeah exactly yeah. so you could always get into it now and then you don't have to worry about the whole building it process yeah. uh no i think i think it's very i think it's a very cool concept i think it's a great idea um yeah, i might pull the trigger on this i sit here and i think about it this is what you should do you guys should come and visit check out what it's like to play on a board game table and then and then make the decision yeah but there's for this there's what 14 left so if I want one, I need to get it now. Oh, is there really only 14 left? That's what it says. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. This is for the, for the, yeah, for the Kickstarter pricing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not getting involved in this. All I know is uh, I would do it if I was you. <laughs> All right. That, uh, that wraps up what we've been playing, right? You don't have anything else 
Uh, yeah, that that does it for me. All right, cool. Let's go ahead and get right into the news. Today should be kind of a quick one. Obviously, we just had Gamescom opening night the other day. There was a whole bunch of announcements. Uh, a ton of those announcements didn't speak to either of us, really. I think we, I mean, you mentioned that the only one that really kind of got you excited as far as new game announcements is concerned is uh, Fallen Atlas, which looks cool. But, um, so there's not, we're just not yeah. going to, we're not going to do yeah, our normal there, thing of sitting there and going through all of it. There's a lot there. Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it was two hours worth of announcements. Uh, yeah. Some of it's cool. Some of it's, I you know, not for me, but right. I think there's something a bit for it. I will say like, I know we've just been hearing about Gotham Knights forever, and I, I feel like that's one of those type of things that when it comes out, everyone will be like, oh, finally, and just be like, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, that last trailer that they showed at Gamescom was really kind of got me hyped. Uh, um, I mean, listen, I'm still excited for that game. Yeah. Uh, do I think that game is going to be a, a, a 9 <laughs> out of 10? No. Yeah. I think, like you said, sometimes you need a just mediocre good game i think that game hopefully will be around like a seven five i would love if it was an eight uh but i'm excited for it. i'm also excited to know that it's coming three days or sooner um so that's good news yeah i was uh talking to race and ali about uh we we were texting each other throughout this Mm. and we were talking about well, they ended it with Dead Island too. Like, hey, this game is real. Here's a CGI trailer, and I was like, why? A lot and a lot of these trailers were CGI trailers. I was like, come on, man. Like, whatever happened to gameplay trailers? Like, I yeah. want to, I want to know what this looks like, and that's why, yeah. like, whatever Ashen Falls or what was it again? Fallen uh, Atlas. Fallen Atlas. Like that one was CGI. I was like, is this cool? But like, what's this actually? What is this actually? Yeah. And then they showed the like maybe like. 30 seconds of gameplay at the end and i was like yes i'm in this is awesome that's probably one of the coolest yeah. things i've seen well uh, this also show. yeah also i mean yeah. and Li- lies of p as well yeah they showed p. off some some gameplay timothy uh, chalamet is pinocchio uh <laughs> in the bloodborne world yeah uh, yeah no there was some stuff that was cool i just like i said i just don't feel that we need to do the run you know down of it yeah. uh uh also hideo kojima We've been podcasting long before you. Get in line, buddy. Get in line. There's no way that this isn't also one of his normal, like, you know, stealth it's actually Metal marketing. Gear Solid 6. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I wouldn't go that far, but it has to be tied into his next game somehow, marketing wise, right? I mean, this dude does this. And yeah. so it'd be, there's, I just don't believe, even though he probably would, it would probably be a great podcast. I just don't believe that he's just doing just a straight up podcast. Um, did Xbox do their Gamescom stuff? I think they did either. Yes, today this morning I think it was at or like nine a.m. But it was it was it gameplay. Stuff? Yeah, it wasn't. It was like talks with developers and stuff like that, and more okay. info. It wasn't any like announcements as far as I know. Um, all right, so let's get into what we do have for news this week. So uh, Marvel's Avengers is still alive it turns out and much like bucky barnes (laughs) (laughs) well done well done and kicked out uh and announced and and, um that their next playable character that they're releasing is bucky barnes the winter soldier um i i mean this is this is cool i I like that they continue to release new characters i don't know what they what it is they need to actually do to to get get people back in in. Yeah. yeah so here's my problem is that the last character they had was um, Thor, Mighty Thor. 
the mighty Thor. Yes, Jane Foster. And then they've got Bucky Barnes, and the rumors are the next one is going to be She-Hulk, right? Well, mm-hmm. She-Hulk and Mighty Thor are, are essentially reskins. Now, they did give them, I mean, with Mighty Thor, they did give her some different powers and stuff like that. But she's still a Thor, right? Yeah. And now you have the Winter Soldier, who is Captain America and Black Widow, like, fused together, which is fine. But I was hoping we would be getting more out there characters. So we would get a Doctor Strange, right? We would get... Um, I mean, I guess Sony got Spider-Man, but we would get characters that were fundamentally different and brought something new and unique to the game. I don't think that's after that's what Black I was Panther hoping. Panther and Spider-Man were really going to see anything new. Well, was, even like, even I, yeah, I, even Black Panther is essentially yeah. Captain America. Um, he's just is like he a, really he's he's like a faster, more brutal Captain America. Okay, but uh, but it's still just like he's still just a brawler. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said, things like Doctor Strange could would bring in new actual gameplay mechanics. Um, I and and they also did this with like they did a Hawkeye and they did a Hawkeye. Right. Uh, granted, Kate Bishop's pl- Hawkeye plays much different uh, mobility wise than Clint Barton, but it's still it's just like this isn't how you get people excited necessarily. Uh, I know people are huge fans of Bucky, so, you know, they'll be excited. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, I feel like the writing is on the wall for this game, and it's a, it's a, it's a bummer. It bums me out. Um, yeah. Especially considering, like, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I, I love the Spider-Man games. I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, there are Marvel games out there that are doing it right, that are good, and I... I would love to see more of that, you know, and granted we're, we're getting like at least six new projects coming from them. They're probably going to announce more right at, uh, what is it? D 23. No Marvel and Disney have a, or is it? Yeah. It's Marvel yeah, and Disney have a conference. Co- is that a D23? I, I think it's part of D 23. It's just like okay. a separate, it's just like one block of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, that's cool. If you're still playing that game, um, I keep getting tempted to, play it again honestly and and run through with some of these characters but i know that the grind is still a problem in that game that it makes me not want to start a, a new character I, I i was gonna go back to it and then i heard that they were changing the experience stuff i was like what why bother at this point like do what destiny does like i was at 1540 didn't have to grind uh i was able to go through those campaigns on normal no problem at all uh, yeah so uh, i really enjoyed that you know what Marvel Avengers really feels like to me? Marvel Avengers feels like a game that the developers had a solid idea of what they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it. And then the publisher, you know, came in and said, we need to make money on top of money and we need to do this and do that and monetize this and monetize that. And so it's kind of a bummer because we won't see another one of these. And, uh, and even with them being under new ownership, like I don't think the IP is going to go with them. So, yeah, such a shame, I, man. I, I think people forget that that single player campaign is awesome. It, I keep telling people, um, I keep telling people that the play yeah. that game. Yeah. I um, God, where I was going to go with this? Uh, just a quick uh, side. Uh, Disney's uh, and Marvel's thing is uh, September 9th for their game showcase. Okay. Yeah. And it's not part of the twenty three. I think it it might be part of that calendar. Okay. 
All right. Oh, uh, I remember. You know, the one partnership I've always wanted to see, uh, I'm kind of glad I'm not playing it anymore, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel and League of Legends, I just feel like there's some fantastic skins. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, I, I... Hulk skin. I, I mean, I... I don't know. I want to see, like, Marvel Apex crossover, but I know that we won't ever get that. Apex seems really adverse to, to official IP crossovers and seems to prefer just doing skins that are inspired by. And so... Anime. Yeah. Speaking of anime skins, uh, I ended up buying that Dragon Ball Fortnite bundle. <laughs> I mean, it looks good. I, I, yeah. I, I Fortnite is very much the like one of those things where like I'm on, I'm off, I'm on, I'm off, and this yep. season I'm just kind of off. So, yeah, but, but I do keep know, seeing I, people playing want, it and seeing those skins, and I'm like, mm. I just want to make sure I have you know Goku ready for when I do yep. get back into fair, uh, Fortnite. Fair. All right. Next bit of news: The Game Awards is returning in 2022, and their official date is December 8th. Um, not much to say beyond the fact that it's coming back i think we all expect it to come back I, I, listen if we we mentioned how gamescom opening night had a, a ton of announcements and not all of them hit for us or, or necessarily what we're interested in but yeah. there's no denying that that man understands presentation understands how to put these on understands how to how to run a program like this and run a show and i mean you know, good on him. We we with the, with E three not happening and kind of being dead for all. I mean, yes, they say they're coming back next year, but for right now, Jeff Keighley doing his thing is is I think good for the industry and it's good to maintain that kind of like hype factor. Um, yeah, I mean, also Gamescom. Even though I wasn't too big on the Gamescom stream, I mean, like I did enjoy watching it. Yeah, but it, you know, it is it feels like you know E three Christmas in summer. <laughs> you know, yeah. like part two. Um, it's interesting though, December 8th, I wonder if Callisto Protocol makes it in time for votes for that, because that's December 2nd. I know review copies can go out early for some of this stuff. Oh, that's a, that's a that good, one, that's a good point, because that's always been the thing with yeah. the Game Awards, is missing out on some big titles because they I released think, too late. I think Halo missed it last Halo, year, yep. so Halo mm-hmm. will be part of it this year, um, which it might just be fine with, because what other shooter has come out? Well, I might have to go up against Modern Warfare 2, which might actually be good. Who knows? Yeah, I uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, but um, Ragnarok should make it just fine as yeah. well as Pokemon. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, some bummer news. So that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake reportedly moves to a new developer. So we, I think we talked about it on this podcast, but we had already known that it was indefinitely delayed and that a game that was supposed to be coming out this year was now looking at like 2025 as the earliest. And now it looks like that it has been moved from um, from Aspire over to Saber Interactive, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, let me just that double sounds, check this news. That sounds right. Um, yeah, Saber Interactive. Okay. And they were so Aspire they were, right. they were helping them before, and now they're just taking over duties. This is kind of a bummer. I mean, the, the reports are saying and news is coming out that rumors, I guess at this point is the way I should phrase it, that, you know, Sony um, and, and Disney were just not happy with what they were seeing um, in early demos showed to them. And that's a big reason why it has been delayed and why this switch has been made. Um, 
And what I mean, Saber done. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, they've done a ton. Let's see. But I, I can't remember a list in recent years. Oh, they did Gloomhaven. Oh, for oh, they're doing Gloomhaven for consoles. Okay. Um, World War Z Aftermath. Uh, uh yeah. Okay. Evil Dead the game. Oh yeah, which I I've played and enjoy. Uh, Quake Champions. Oh. Uh, I think they probably just did support work though on that, right? Maybe. Uh, World I mean, War look, Z? all yeah. I I I think if the game's not going to be of the highest quality and it's not going to reach that bar that a, a game like Knights of the Old Republic deserves, then I think it's the right move. Is it a bummer? Yes, I would have loved to have played that game this year, a remake of that game this year. But I also, I, I, I don't know, man, the past like year, there's some been some really, really bad remakes released and games that just don't seem to have, that seems to be cash grabs, right? The, yeah. the, the care hasn't just been, hasn't been put up, hit into it. And it's so wild because you see the success of Resident Evil and what Capcom has done over there. You see the success of what they did, even with the remakes of like uh, Spyro, not, yeah, Spyro, Crash, and Tony Hawk, right? Like those got uh, decent to great reviews and sold well. And I think that's what led to kind of this cash grab. Uh, but people are showing with their dollars that this is just not going to fly anymore. And so hopefully, um, hopefully they write the ship and we get the Knights of the Old Republic that we deserve. I mean, to this day, that still ranks as one of my favorite games of all time and was my first experience to like that Western RPG style. I will say Saber did do The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Switch port. Mm -hmm. So they're magicians. <laughs> so, and they also you know they've helped out microsoft with a few of the halo games master chief collection mm. at three uh odst and four so and the, the anniversaries for combat evolved and halo 2 so right. you know it seems like they've they've been involved in big ways but maybe it's been a while since a major project uh of their own from scratch all right, you next bit of news. You had already talked about this a little bit, but Destiny 2 2022 yes. showcase. Uh, we talked about the crossover skins with Fortnite. There's also the new Darkness well, subclass you coming. Want me, you want me to run through this? Yeah, why don't you just go ahead? Because yeah. I, I could not like... Yeah, so I, uh, the, the first thing uh, out of this is uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall, which is the next expansion. It's coming in February 28th. Uh, which includes a brand new location on Neptune. Uh, instead of like run down or like cities and whatnot that we're used to or destroy planets, Neptune has a fully like kind of like cyberpunk city um, called Neo Numa, where like humanity kind of like thrived in secret uh, until now. And so you go there, you get a grappling hook. Uh, <laughs> there's a new uh, darkness subclass called. Um, God, I forgot what the, I forgot what they're calling it. Isn't it? Uh, it's it's like, uh, is it? Uh, I'll look it up. But it's something yeah. like poison or, or something like that, it, right? It, it's not poison, but it's green like poison, like you'd expect right, it to be poison hold based. On. Um, hold on. Yeah. So, so that there's that coming, uh, and along with that, they're introducing a whole lot of. Actually, let me just pull up their tweet because that 
had oh it's called it's called strand strand yes and it's a strand game now Uh, (laughs) so be be excited god they put out so many of these tweets so this also got me a little bit excited hearing about this and hearing about this story and the fact that this is some sort of multiversal city essentially um yeah so it seems like you can't it's not just like it's not very linear it's like you can hook around grapple around the city unlock new ways and it, uh, very curious if it breaks games and encounters in different ways like in, in uh, uh, other planets uh, and so with lightfall uh you get the new location uh, neptune a new subclass strand new campaign story there's a collector's edition and if you pre-order the annual a passive edition you get the new uh auto rifle exotic which is fantastic it shoots like rockets <laughs> um it, it, it's really neat uh on top of that they announced season of plunder which is the last season for uh witch queen uh it's pirate themed uh, has new modes uh catch crash expedition and uh, pirate hideout uh arc 3.0 which is the reworking of the arc subclass they're bringing back king's fall raid from the taken king uh which is honestly rob like one of my favorite uh, memories of original destiny was playing king's fall with you guys and just uh going through that week after the week uh the giant ogre the jumping puzzle uh yeah and then just oryx having the runners and jumping on those pillars it's god those raids are so good i mean uh, yeah that's part of why i fell in love with destiny in the first place i mean i i would love to still be playing destiny today um and i already said i'm I'm, you know i'm down to go back into it but it just became and i understand right they they wanted to make it more of a platform than just a a series of games but uh yeah man that the as much as they can improve the onboarding there's still and and no game does this great you know but like lapsed players is still an issue No, and I agree. Like, uh, but I, I feel like, like I said, it, it does seem like it's gotten a little bit easier and they are working on things, which I'll touch upon soon. Uh, other thing that also comes with Season of Plunder, Gift of the Thunder Gods Loot Chest, which gives you uh, soft, uh, armor up to the soft cap of 1540. So you'll be able to jump in right away and just play with your friends uh, that have been playing. So if you grinded in the previous uh, season of 1540, well, they're giving it to everybody now. So uh, good luck with that uh yeah. Year, an, yeah another reason why i'm coming back is because i can yeah. skip some of that grind uh destiny 2 year six update so this is uh starting with lightfall guardian ranks to like better uh show how experienced somebody is like through older experience like kind of i think i think it's more like achievement score for a guardian uh or like playstation trophy rank something uh, along the lines of that commendation so if you like rating with someone or playing uh with them in some sort of activity you can give commendations out now uh which will be tracked on the player's profile uh, lfg in game which i think is the biggest thing uh if you're looking for like a raid group hey don't need to go to a separate app or the destiny 2 discord which is fantastic by the way um but you easily do that and then loadouts <laughs> i think loadouts is the biggest thing you have a different loadout for gambit for uh, crucible for your pv or for raids different type of raids easily switch upon that instead of having to juggle armor and then the last one is destiny 2 is available now on epic store uh the 30th anniversary pack is free uh and uh which for this week so i think you have until the 30th and the 30th to grab that uh, I would recommend describing that, Rob. Uh, 
don't need to install it. Just grab it and have it in your library. Uh, Destiny 2 Cosmetics in Fortnite and Fall Guys. I think it's like a Zavala, Ikora, and Cade 6 skin in uh, Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite armor in Destiny 2. Phenomenal armor. Uh, honestly, I don't usually say go buy uh, microtransactions, but like buy these ones because they're so cool. Uh, and you can uh, put these on any legendary armament. So like that you can't replace, uh, you can't use the uh, ornament on exotic armor, but usually the exotic pieces that you're going to use look badass already. Uh, so it uh, shouldn't be a problem. And no more expansion sunsetting. So one of the things I think with Chat when Shadowfall came out was like the game's size was too big. There's too many bugs. The game was breaking. They're no longer um, sunsetting any of the expansions uh, from Shadowfall onwards. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get Forsaken back or not, but uh, or the original Destiny uh, 2 campaign stuff. But for now, it uh, seems like all the content that they've created since they've split from Activision is going to remain in the game. Uh, I don't know what that means, uh, but you know, if that that's any sort of shade, but it's, you know, they mentioned they've been working on their back end to improve all that. So that's, yeah, nice. that game's going to end up being, it's already uh, like hundred gigs. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they announced a free expansion week. So uh, if you go in as of Tuesday, uh, I think this ends next Tuesday at midnight. You can play all through all the expansions for free. So that's Shadowfall, Beyond Light, uh, The Witch Queen, uh, and that that's a media chunk of content. So I know you haven't touched any of those, and honestly, now's the best time to jump in because there's so there's so much to do, I, and, the, the, and those three like fit nicely as we head into these final two expansions with Lightfall and then the final shape. I'm like weirdly excited to uh, go in there and. And, and download it and play. Yeah. There's and just... I'll, I'll guide you through through it. And, I think, and then I think you'll pick it up quite easily and run it with it from there. Oh, wrong tab. Um, oh, yeah. And, and like, yeah. Uh, they're bringing back raids. There's, like, yeah. It's it's good. The Taken King raid. And there's, like, six new exotics as well that they're introducing. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot to do. Uh, there's always something in Destiny that's fun. No, that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. For the first time, I'm excited about Destiny again. And so, yeah. I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. Like I said, I'm going to boot that up. You're not going to be on, and I'm just going to have no idea what I'm doing. But we'll see. Yeah, All right. We got, we, got, uh, we got cloud gaming, right? So we'll be fine. <laughs> Let's uh, get into a little bit of Game Pass news. So PC Game Pass just got a bunch of retro titles from id Software and Bethesda. So the games that were added are Return to Castle Wolfenstein, Quake 4, Wolfenstein 3D, and Elder Scrolls Legend Battlespire, The Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard. They also announced that they will be offering a selection of related games for free, including The Elder Scrolls Arena, The Elder Scrolls Daggerfall, and Quake Champions. Now, Quake Champions, if I'm not mistaken, is already free. What this perk gets you is all of the champions unlocked, because I believe that's a free-to-play game. Um, but as a perk, you can unlock all of the the champions all the characters in that game for free i mean this is cool i i one of the things i i am appreciating about the way microsoft is handling their acquisitions is that it would have been super easy for them to go okay we have these guys now and we're just going to add all their games going forward right like that's the easy way to do things but they're actually putting in the work and going back and adding some of their uh, classic libraries to to game pass and it's a great way for them to flesh out PC Game Pass in particular because, you know, it's software Bethesda. All the Bethesda studios 
um, have such a storied history on PC, right? Mm-hmm. And so it makes a ton of sense. Now, what, and, and not entirely surprising. Now, what is surprising is this next bit of news, which is Death Stranding <laughs> is coming to PC Game Pass next week. Um, well, actually, it came out, this article is a, a week old. It yeah. came out two days ago, I believe. Um, yes. So if you actually listen to the first episode of Kojima's podcast in English and Japanese at the same time, in reverse, mm-hmm. you'll hear him announcing that Death Stranding is coming to PC Game Pass. Ay, ay, ay. You do joke, but that is 100% something that he would do. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this is this is cool. This does not at all feel like a game for me. I Have you, have you actually played it? I have not actually played it. I, here's the thing that turns me off. As I understand people, here we go. I love Dan Riker. You a Dan Riker fan? Uh, yeah. I love Dan Riker. Yes. Yes. Dan Riker hated this game at first. And then when the director's cut came out and he replayed it and he approached it differently, he appreciated it for what it was and enjoyed it much more. Yeah. It's just a very slow paced game. And I've talked about this. The funny thing is I feel like I've talked about this not on this like rebirth of this podcast but in episodes from six years ago or whatever where like walking in games is a huge pet peeve of mine the inability to just like be able to quickly traverse the world and feel like something is a war slow walk something oh even it's not even that because like during a cutscene i understand during a load i understand it's more of like this is just the pace at what we walk this is the gameplay and really we're doing this because if we allowed you to run you would blitz through this game. Um, I know that there, that's not quite the case here, but there is some of that like traversal being kind of a headache and a pain. Uh, and I also know that this game is not a short game at all. Yeah. And so that's the stuff that kind of like turns me off to it. I will say though, the idea that it is now on Game Pass on PC and maybe being able to like, I don't know, mod it a little bit. Uh, does make me think that maybe I will give this game a shot. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath, but nevertheless, I think this is cool and and a great move um, on their part. Listen, we're just um, gonna be playing Destiny two, so let's yeah, right. Let's not worry about that trending. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about something I am very excited for and cannot wait and hope that it's good. Oh God, I hope that's good. I'm very nervous about the layout of the controller and the back buttons, but anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So PlayStation announced a customizable model of the PS5's DualSense controller. It is called the DualSense Edge. This is, for all intents and purposes, what you would call a DualSense Elite controller, right? I mean, it's got all of the features that you see in the Xbox Elite Series 2. It's got the ability to remap all of the buttons, it's got interchangeable um, thumbsticks. It's got pressure-sensitive triggers. And it has uh, customizable buttons on the back. Now, I will say that one of the things that they they mentioned that the back buttons aren't... They're, they're two different form factors that you can switch out. And so I am curious to find if this will actually sit comfortably in my hand and be functional for me. I've talked about this with that Razer uh, controller. The that's 
yeah, the Wolverine, that I did not like how the button sat in the back, right? It just became uncomfortable for me to reach. I don't have the biggest hands and the longest fingers, if I'm being honest. And the Xbox controllers sit right against, right underneath the grip. So literally your fingers automatically go to them. And I think that's why it works so well for, for me. Now, these look like they are close enough to the grip. They're not quite dead center that it shouldn't be a problem. Um, are there buttons underneath the joystick? Like, there's those two nubs. I think those here. I think those two nubs are part of the back buttons. Okay. I think I think they're just coming over, I think. Um again, they there's not a ton more news about this. There's no release date or price. Uh I have to imagine that it'll retail for around if not more expensive than what the Elite Series 2 sells for. Elite Series yeah. 2 currently sells for 179. Um I think the Elite Series 2 is the best controller I've ever played with. I I I cannot play first person shooters without it anymore. Uh, I don't think I play as well. I don't think it's as much fun to play without it. My one complaint, and this is a complaint for all controllers, is that these controllers are not tested to be uh, used as often as I use them, right? <laughs> like, I, I understand that outside of maybe, you know, streamers and, and pro players that I am in the one percentile of hours played on on some of these games and uh, and gaming in general. And so... I have to always buy a, I always buy my controllers from Best Buy so that I can get their warranty plan for two years. And then every like year and couple months when my uh, bumper breaks or, or something goes wrong, I just take it out, swap it for a new one, pay for the warranty again. So I essentially uh, am only paying, you know, $60 for a new one of those controllers every year. And so, and I've done that for the past like, four years because they let you the one good thing about best buy is if that controller is no longer sold so say a series one controller uh they will give you whatever you paid for it in credit and so i was able to just go and bump up to the series two and when the series three comes out i'll do that as well um, i just think you're gonna buy a series two um get the warranty uh i feel like my b button is sticking a lot more and i didn't do anything to it so i'm kind of really annoyed uh about that because like i couldn't play elden ring with it because like my dodges wouldn't happen but like something like destiny 2 i barely used the b button so 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 uh, he, here's where i'm at in life i'm at the point where the elite controller is only used for first person shooters uh and i have a whole bunch of other con regular controllers that i use for things like elden ring and yeah any game where i might be mashing buttons it's not getting my 180 dollars controller is not the one mashing out uh next bit of news speaking of $180 in expensive things. The PlayStation oh 5 just got more expensive in most markets. Uh, from Europe to Japan to Australia, prices are going up. Now, that's outside of the U.S. It looks like the U.S. is the only major PlayStation territory not to be seeing a yeah. price hike. Now, so, e EU is seeing about a 50 euro uh, hike, UK 30 uh, pounds, and, and Japan is 5,000 yen, which is about 50 bucks. Yeah, it's wild because... We were talking about how the MetaQuest price increase just did not make sense when, you know, it's, it's hard to come out at a price and then raise that price without changing the product at all. Uh, this makes even less sense to me. At least that's a niche product. This is like, you know, you have a, a, a hot seller that is already 
that was already struggling with supply constraints, but is now doing a much better job in getting a steadier supply, it seems like. And now you're going to raise the price. It just, it is not a good look, in my opinion. I now, mean, this, I, my question is, if this is going to increase in price, what the hell is a PSVR 2 going to be priced at? Yep. Yeah, or or what's what's their half step console going to be priced at, right? What's that yeah. PlayStation Five Pro going to if look there like? Is one. Yeah. Um, now this did prompt concerns on whether or not Microsoft and Nintendo would be raising their prices, and they've both come out and said that they will not uh, be raising their prices. Uh, Microsoft statement is uh, made a statement to Kotaku and said that we are constantly evaluating our business to offer our fans great gaming options. Our Xbox Series X is just retail price remains at $299, and the Xbox Series X is $499. This also applies to other markets and their current pricing. Um, that's not to say that they don't change that price later on down the road, but I do think Microsoft would be smart to keep the price as it is, because really what Microsoft strategy seems to be and what they want is they want an, a, an Xbox in every household, regardless of how much you pay for it, because they want Game Pass subscriptions yep. across the board. Like that is the business they are in. It's one of the reasons why they you have found this um, relationship with PC, their PC side and, and them not making things straight up console exclusives and, and, and making sure everything launches a PC at the same time. They, they don't even necessarily care uh, if you're buying the games on, on PC, they care more about if you have Game Pass for PC. And so yeah. I think it would do them well. Uh, and then Nintendo, I think they made a statement earlier this month saying they're currently not considering a, a Switch price increase. I think that's one of those things too where uh, Sony can kind of get away with it because Sony has a fan base that honestly, Sony can't do any wrong in their eyes. That's just the reality of it. And I get it. I mean... Sony is a powerhouse when it comes to, to gaming. I'm not going to say here, all, all of their first party titles don't necessarily speak to me. Uh, I am not as high on third person narrative adventure games as other people are, but you can't deny the quality in most of their major releases. So I understand that, right? Whereas Nintendo is viewed still to this day as a the family console, right? It's geared towards uh, younger players as well as older players. And so to raise that, again, would be such a worse look for Nintendo that I just can't uh, imagine them doing that, especially when they can get away with policing the same exact model with a different screen for more money. Uh, yeah. They can just keep doing stuff like that, which they've always done. I mean, that's not new. Uh, How many 3DSs were there? Exactly, like, exactly. Six different SKUs? And so... Um, yeah. I, what are your, I, mean, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I... I I, I get it's it. A, it's a bad look. I I mean I get yeah. it. Sure, from business, but it's a bad look, especially when you don't recover, when you're, you don't recover easily from this. Right. At the end of the well, day, it's it, it, like think think about it. Everybody is being impacted. Like ga gaming is, uh, gaming is a hobby. It is mm -hmm. extra cash that you have. It's like you don't. It, it is not a necessity. It, everything in, your, in everyone's lives right now, in terms of necessities, is up in price. Gas, food. Um, like, like whatever, whatever you need to like clothes, like everything is up. Like even back to have, if you've been back to school shopping, you'll notice like the prices of those supplies are up. <laughs> it's it's frustrating because like where you thought you were saving more, uh, you're just now saving less. And so now if you're, mm. people have been waiting to get a PS5. Uh, I feel like it's been easier in this last year to do so, but there's still such a high demand that it's it's not on store shelves, you know? Right. Correct. So, 
Like you're entering this holiday season and now you're asking $50 more for it in a time where people are fighting against inflation, just trying to get by. Um, Like there's even like a news article today saying like U.S. is about to face a scenario where um, people's power in their homes are going to be turned off because they can't afford to pay their bills of for how much like their electricity bill is from running ACs this summer. Like it's not just, it's not like an EU problem anymore. It's a U.S. problem as well. And so when it comes, when it comes to like this console, I feel like, I I feel like it's a bad move. Like I get why they're doing it, but they could easily make up for that through the games they sell, through the controllers they sell, whatever it has to be like, People are gonna line up and buy that uh, DualSense Edge controller, and they're gonna make a profit yep. off that. You know, yep. like they're gonna make a, a nice enough profit off that, and, and so and that thing's not gonna be available for like two years. It it also feels yeah. it seems weird to me, considering that they just relaunched PlayStation Plus to be an Xbox Game Pass competitor. So you would yep. think that they they want boxes in there so they can then go after that subscription piece of the pie. And I I don't know. I, I'm uh, very interested to see a year from now, two years from now, what the numbers are on PlayStation Plus, like upgraded um, tiers of that subscription. Like how many people have actually upgraded or how many people are just sticking with the base. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be interesting. I listen, they, The reality like, is, is I, I think this bad look. I don't think it impacts their sales in the short term right now. Yeah, but I'll also say that Microsoft just had that Series S deal. I don't know if there was a Series X deal where it was just like you buy a Series S from like Target or something or maybe other stores as well and you get like two digital games for free uh, with it. And just the reaction on Twitter that I saw on, on like on forums is just so many people were buying them up mm-hmm. just because it was cheap. You get two yeah. games and like two free games is 120 bucks, which is like almost a half the cost right, of, of the console, console itself. Yep. And that console is already like discounted if you're like, yep have a target red card uh, so it, it, it's ridiculous um like on one hand like microsoft is absolutely killing it with the series s um yeah it's it, it's a baffling move by sony for me all right our last bit of news uh so denuvo which is a company best known for its pc gaming drm technology is now tackling the issue of nintendo switch piracy uh, their statement states that they are developing this technology that the, the technology integrates seamlessly into the build toolchain with no impact on the gaming experience and then allows for the insertion of checks into the code which blocks gameplay on emulators. They've come out and stated in a statement to, oh, to Kotaku that Nintendo is not involved in the new Switch DRM initiative and that it was developed in response to demand from existing customers. Uh, their statement is because of NDAs, we are not allowed to disclose company names, but we can say this solution comes from strong demand from publishing partners. Um, and then they further clarified that it wouldn't rely on online checks, uh, considering that the console itself is considered to be a mobile console. Um, here's the problem. I, you know, hmm. I. I'm not a saint and in the past I have emulated stuff. I've always uh, owned <laughs> physical copies of those things that I've emulated, but uh, I understand why 
DRM is a thing and why publishers would want this. I think the bigger issue though, is that this, their DRM in the past has been known or accused of making games run worse. Yep. And so I think that is the real culprit. That, yeah, yeah. That's the real problem here. And, and, and the thing so, that needs to be, an eye needs to be kept on. Yeah. So it's, there's that. And so there's that aspect of it, which is one. Um, and I think the other one is preser- game preservation, since studios right. do such a poor job of it as well, being able to rip those games, keep them. And like, you should be allowed to emulate like at the end of the day. But what this does is you you can't circumvent a copyright, uh, copyright protection. Uh, that's illegal. So if Denovo puts that on and you're emulating that, you circumvented that, which is then technically illegal. So mm-hmm. um, even though you're allowed to emulate, they're throwing a wrench in the entire process, uh, which is just really, really annoying. Um, yes, I think the Switch piracy problem has gotten bad, uh, especially since Metro Dread came out and all the articles showing like, hey, you could play this 4K60 on a PC. You know, like, yeah, uh, a lot of people won't play. Like, I wish I could, I wish it, <laughs> I could uh, transfer my save from my Switch to my PC easily. Uh, so I could play Xenoblade Chronicles in a better resolution and right. frame rate, you know? But yeah. uh, but that's not the case. And on one hand, I'm not defending Denova here, but I think it's a really shitty move, uh, especially with their updates that uh, they gave into Kotaku. Uh, basically, they're not partnered with Nintendo. Nintendo's not involved in any way. They're working with big-name publishers on this. This is, I guess, publishers are seeing this as a threat. But... They're not doing online checks. They're saying it's not going to affect the console's capabilities in any way. But um, I don't understand what exactly they're going to implement that can't just be circumvented anyway. Right. I I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. We'll also, I mean, who knows how many games are actually going to take, is actually going to use this stuff. And then... I, what I'm more What's interested in lo- saying is how many games come out with this and then uh, blowback happens and then two months later they re- they remove it, right? <laughs> Physical card update. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that wraps up the news for this week. Um, Bilal, you want to let people know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, uh, we've had... I don't know if you guys have been to the work print lately, but we've got writers <laughs> we've got really good writers doing a lot of cool stuff uh over at the site uh so let me give you guys a little quick show uh we have josh spirit uh covering she hulk uh christian and norton have been handling a lot of the marvel comics news along with uh chris uh josh is also reviewing resident alien and he just also wrapped up uh, who do you think you are? Which is an NBC show about celebrities, like learning more about their genealogy. Um, Rob, other Rob is doing what we do in the shadows. Uh, Victor is doing House of Dragon. <laughs> like we've got a lot of great content going up on the site. Uh, Simon's doing some video game reviews. Uh, if you're a fan of Studio Ghibli, uh, Mary Fan, uh, who is an author, 
also, also writing for us. Uh, she also sang in the choir that was hired uh, by the uh, Studio Ghibli composer Joe Hisayashi. I'm probably butchering that, and you know, wrote about her experience singing uh, as part of a Studio Ghibli concert, which is really cool. Uh, so very neat things happening over at theworkprint.com. Very proud of all the writers, and I've been doing some fun stuff on socials with the posts on Instagram specifically. Uh, so definitely check those out. Uh, yes, that's the website, theworkprint.com. Uh, you can also follow us on the socials. Uh, look for the workprint on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, we've been streaming a little bit more lately. Uh, no, we we need to wrap up Doki Doki with. Yes, we Angie. do. Uh, we could do some Destiny 2 streams yep. as well. And I, I will I will do a Saints Row stream. May, might not create Rob, but just like a very terrible character caricature of Rob and be like, this is him. Well, we're going to pretend it's him. And uh, everyone has to deal with it. And to see how bad that game really is. That's fine and, by me. Maybe I'll pop in and, and be on the call for, for that stream. Yeah. And then Gloomhaven will resume September 6th, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, making really good progress, a lot of new characters, uh, a lot of emotional goodbyes <laughs> to, to some of these characters uh, as we get new ones and try to learn uh, how to play them. It's uh, it's, it's been good. Uh, you guys can always follow me on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. Uh, Rob, how about you? Yeah, you can follow me across pretty much all social media and game platforms at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. I'm probably going to be fairly quiet for the next week or so just because i've got a lot of family coming in town to celebrate uh a couple birthdays my uncle and and my birthday my birthday is next tuesday actually and so i don't know if i'll be able to pop on for a stream uh in between now and then but the place to find out would be by following me on those socials especially twitter at sunnyvice20 s-u-n-n-y-v-i-c-e two zero and I think that wraps it up for us this week. Uh, thank you so much for those who came and hung out with us in the live chat. Always yeah, appreciate it. Lively chat this week. Yep. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Bilal mentioned it. We have to finish that Doki Doki stream. But thank you to anybody who stopped by and was checking us out for the first time. We actually had uh, a decent number of unique visitors, which was cool. I, I, I don't think I got to say this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of you and NG. Uh, you especially. You you really <laughs> committed to your bit and the voice acting. I mean, <laughs> and the, 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 so the reality is that that game in particular in all visual novels, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reading, so there, it's not the most uh, entertaining to watch. I think most people who were coming and checking out were people who had already played and beat the game, and, and so they are already fans of the game and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, I still wanted to try to make it entertaining. It's funny because I thought I was just doing the line reads the way I thought the characters would read them, but wasn't necessarily like changing my voice all that much. And then I went back and listened and I was getting high uh, on some of those line reads. My wife told me that she watched for like 10 minutes and then had to stop watching uh, because she was worried about how she would view me going forward. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, so yeah, if you want to come see me have absolutely no shame while I uh, say things like, NG. <laughs> uh come and come and check it out, man. Uh, I listen, it's fun. I I have a little bit of a theater background in college and stuff like that. So I don't I don't have a problem doing it. And it was also cool because it's easier for me to do that stuff when my my face isn't on the screen. Um 
Oh, I so, totally yeah. imagined you wearing a wig, like a, a pink-haired wig. Then Just changing, changing wigs yeah. every time I had a different character come on. Uh, yep. No, it was it was it was fun, man, and it's it's cool doing those uh, doing those with ng obviously it takes a lot longer than the game would normally take because someone's reading all the lines out loud instead of just reading quickly in your head yeah. um but we should be wrapping that up soon uh, did, did you end up finishing it are you uh, 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 uh i am it's the weekend before the festival uh where one of the girls is coming over to you're helping one of the girls mm-hmm. do thing how far am i behind you guys you are right behind us literally right behind us okay uh we finished that weekend okay and uh we How started much more is left because like I, so, I was talking to ng about this and i was like it's really slow like the only reason i'm i keep i'm still playing or like have the idea to go back and keep playing is just because so everyone i don't talks about this game in such a high regard. yeah so i don't want to spoil anything but yeah. it it speeds up from that point forward okay um for reasons that will become obvious once you once you get past that point. Okay. Um, and this is Doki Doki Literature Club for those. Uh, yeah. That wondering. Uh, and it's funny. I talked to Ng afterwards, and he has uh, a general idea about uh, what's going on, but doesn't. He thinks he knows what's going on. He does not know everything. Uh, I. Playing through that game again for the second time, or, or yeah, I, I, technically I'm not playing, but like watching somebody watch that game play for a second, thing, uh, it also it gave me an uh, even more appreciation for that game and the fact that it is uh, screaming at you from the very beginning, telling you what's going on, and because you don't know everything until the end, uh, you don't even realize it. Like it just. It just, you know, there there are certain things I'm picking up on, but I'm just like, I can't tell if I'm like meta gaming it at this point, mm-hmm. and so I'm just like, I just need to finish. Maybe that's what I'll do after this. I'll go yeah. well, try to wrap it up. Well, uh, you can you can tell me some of your ideas. I won't tell you yes or no after we actually wrap this up fully, which I'm gonna do right now. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you for those listening afterwards. Bilal, thank you for uh making time i know that you were busy yesterday which is why this is a day late i just realized we never addressed that but uh better a day late than uh not getting posted until a week later yes <laughs> <laughs> uh and until next time bye-bye, bye-bye.